the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So God gives out spiritual gifts according to His will, His decision, His opinion. And we as believers learn through life that the only opinion that really matters is God's opinion. That is an opinion we're focused on, isn't it? Hi there. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse online at highlands.us. Our teacher and pastor, Pastor Leighton Sheely, takes us back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 today. We're looking at a series called Spiritual Gifts. We invite you to join us here in verse 9 as we focus in on faith and healing. That is what we're looking at today. Take a few moments, join us, and be encouraged in grace. Here with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse, our teacher and pastor. Once again, here's Leighton Sheely. Spiritual gifts are given to equip the church to carry out its ministry until Christ returns. Spiritual gifts are how the church functions as the body of Christ. If you look at verses 27 and 28, it says, All of you together are Christ's body, that is the church, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts that God has appointed for the church, first or apostle, and so goes on to provide a list of spiritual gifts. So spiritual gifts are how we as the individual members or the parts of the church, which is the body of Christ, function. And love is the catalyst that allows these spiritual gifts to be valuable and meaningful. Jesus said something really interesting and and provoking, uh, thought-provoking. In John chapter 14, he said, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So Jesus said those who put their faith in him will do what he did. So what did Jesus do? Well, the scriptures tell us that he preached and he taught, he counseled, he healed the sick, he performed miracles, he prophesied, he cast out evil spirits and more. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. In fact, he will do even greater things than these. And as we discussed last week, greater is not a reference to quality. I don't think any of us can improve on the quality of the things that Jesus did, but rather a reference to quantity. Jesus was God incarnate in the flesh, so he was, he was in one place at one time. And he was able to minister in one place at one time. But billions of Christians can minister in billions of places at one time. Jesus was able to pray in one place at one time, but billions of Christians can pray in billions of places and so forth. So through the church, the ministry of Jesus Christ is spread all around the world. And the ministry of Jesus Christ has been multiplied, not in terms of quality, but in terms of quantity. Our ministry is to seek out, to seek and to save those who are lost and point them to Jesus Christ through whom they can be reconciled to God. And we do this by doing what Jesus did, by preaching and teaching, counseling, praying, healing the sick, and so forth. And we do it the way that Jesus did. You see, the Gospels declare that the Holy Spirit was guiding and empowering Jesus throughout his earthly ministry continually. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit, and empowered by the Holy Spirit for ministry. 
After his temptation, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. So says the scriptures in Luke chapter 4, verse 14. And when he stood up to preach, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. You notice the words are capitalized. That's a reference to the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. That's a spiritual gift. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind. Another spiritual gift. Release the oppressed. Another spiritual gift. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Another spiritual gift. The gift of evangelism. Now, because of the Spirit of the Lord was on Jesus, all of the spiritual gifts were manifest in his life perfectly. That same Holy Spirit lives in us to guide us and empower us for ministry as well. Romans 8.11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So we do what Jesus did, and we do it the way Jesus did it, through the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we describe somebody as gifted. We're indicating that person has some exceptional ability. All believers should have faith, but there are some believers who have exceptional faith. All believers should have discernment. We absolutely need to because the enemy of our soul is the father of lies and the master of deceit. And yet some Christians have an exceptional gift for discernment. They have internal alarms that go off before anybody else. They know that something just isn't right. There are several lists that are found of spiritual gifts. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4, Romans chapter 12. In the weeks to come, we'll look at some of the gifts that are not found inside of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But our attention today is on a couple more of the gifts found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 7 says, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So the purpose for which the Spirit gives spiritual gifts, also referred to as manifestations of the Spirit, is for the common good. And so when people are given spiritual gifts and they use those spiritual gifts, the intention is that they be used for the common good, for the good of us all. And according to verse 11, it is the Holy Spirit who apportions or assigns spiritual gifts to individuals. Verse 11 says, All of these were empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So, based on these scriptures, we reject two extreme positions that some people teach concerning spiritual gifts. First off, we reject the idea that God no longer gives spiritual gifts, that their purpose was fulfilled in the first century, and God no longer performs healings or miracles or other activities that manifest the presence and the power of God. We reject this. We reject it because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God is God. That means God can do whatever he wants. That's what you get to do if you're God. And we're not. He is. So we reject it based on God is God. He can do whatever he wants. The other extreme position is that God must do something. And we reject that position for the same reason we rejected the other, that God can do whatever he wants. And that's stated clearly here in verse 11, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So God gives out spiritual gifts according to his will, his decision, his opinion. And we as believers learn through life that the only opinion that really matters is God's opinion. Now the passage we're going to look at today, we're going to look at verse 9, but let's look at it in context. We'll read from verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. 
to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits. In some translations, it's called discernment. To another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. We gathered together last week. We looked at the two gifts that are mentioned in verse 8, the spiritual gifts of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, Those who are given the gift of wisdom are the people that make excellent counselors. They're the people that we tend to go to and we're looking for some wisdom and some advice on how to manage life's situations. Uh, They are truly a blessing to us as a church family. They might be formal. Uh, as counselors, they might be formally counselors, or they might be informal counselors. They're just people we recognize that have the gift. We also looked at the word of knowledge, which is a reference to the ability to look at God's word and be able to understand it. There, there are people that are just gifted. Some of them are educated. Some of them have degrees, and, and others do not. But they just have this ability to open God's word, and they understand, and they're able to explain it clearly. So our attention this week is brought then to the two spiritual gifts that are found in verse 9. The first of these is the faith, the gift of faith by the same Spirit. So as we discuss this, why don't you kind of ask this question of yourself and say, do I have this gift? This gift is described as the ability to envision what needs to be done and trust God to accomplish it, even though it seems impossible to most people. People who have this gift really believe that God can do anything. And when most other people have given up hope, these are the people that still have it because they trust that in, in life's most difficult situations, God is always faithful. Might be a failing marriage. They are the kind of people who come up and say, don't give up. I've seen God heal worse. Might be rebellious children. It's these people who come to you and, and say, don't give up. I've seen worse. God has, God has brought back more children that are more rebellious than you. These believers are often visionaries who dream very big. They believe that if God is in it, it doesn't, there's no limit. And they're not always uh, church leaders. There's some businessmen who got together and decided to build a Bible-based theme park in the most unlikely of places when everything would seem to be against the dream, the culture, the government, the finances, and they stepped out in a huge leap of faith, and God has blessed them miraculously. These believers tend to be optimistic, positive, and they focus on the the future and changing the future. They're not necessarily satisfied with the status quo. Uh, They tend to be big dreamers, and they're usually very dependent on somebody else who has the gift of administration because they can see the big picture, but they need other people to work out the details. These people are convincing because they're completely sold out that God is real, the Bible is real, and whatever it says is real. And when people are losing their faith, these are the kind of people that are like jumper cables uh, to the rest of us. Their faith is contagious. And so when the rest of us are short of faith, we reach out to these people and they kind of help us. We borrow some of their faith to get us through life's valleys. They're an incredible source of blessing to the church. Now, we mentioned that all of the spiritual gifts are manifest in Jesus' life. And Jesus' whole life was lived out in faith. Everything he did was by faith. Uh, One example is just the smallest example, uh, but it occurs to me that his command to his disciples to go into all of the world and preach the gospel was really an act of faith on his part. Now, we kind of miss that from our perspective because we look back from 
our perspective, but can you imagine being there that day and hearing Jesus tell these 12 men to go into all the world and preach the gospel? I mean, these 12 men were some of the most unlikely candidates for that kind of an assignment. Uh, They were not wealthy, they weren't powerful, influential, famous, they weren't well-connected, there was no television, telephone, uh, internet, or other forms of mass communication. In just a few years, the might of the Roman Empire would uh, form against them and their message. And yet, as we look back now from centuries later, we know that billions and billions of people have accepted Jesus Christ and declared Him to be their Lord and Savior sometimes at great personal cost because they were, they were faithful to doing what Jesus asked them to do. And that done in the Spirit as well, with the gifts God has enabled us with. More on this tomorrow as we'll continue the week looking at spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, our pastor here at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. To learn more about us, who we are, what we believe, how to get to us, and worship times, and the like, you're welcome to visit us online at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Tomorrow, more on spiritual gifts. Join us then for our Tuesday broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.